What you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome back hey, to the bastard, game. give your, I, I just said, like, you gotta give yourself a countdown. You just said one, two, three, four, three, seven, so Yeah, I was doing that to press record, not to record, actually, like, <laughs> I hit record. <laughs> Alright, go ahead, go. Now? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, guys, welcome back to the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast, episode 8. I am your better host of this lovely podcast. My name is Renata. And the worst host, Fant, <laughs> or co-host, I don't know, whatever, who cares. We always do that. Yes. Yeah. We Yay! always mess each other up. Yes. But up. this episode, we are going to be, it's like our last episode of... Of our love series. Things. Yeah, our love series. Anything that has to do with kissy things and hugs yeah. and hearts and lovey-dovey stuff. Yeah, all yeah. that good stuff. And, and and last week, or late last week, um, or actually it was earlier this week, right? No, 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 we're in the middle of the week. Whenever. I scared the hell out of Renata, because I was just like, alright, so what's the movie going to be for our last episode? And she's like, what? I liked episode, no! Like, all freaking out. I'm like, no, they're not our last episode. Like, our last episode of the series, because this was a series. We did a series over the month of February. The love series, and you know, and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you know." And then she told me the movie, so yeah, she, uh, I scared her. Sorry, yeah, that sure. noise you hear is because I'm moving the microphone aside so that you can, I could talk better and pick me up. Okay, there we go. Hello. No, to hear you better. You don't want to see your face, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. I can hear myself better, and the audio's good. All right, anyways, okay, so yeah, so this is our, our final episode of our love series of the month of February. Uh, we'll usually do series. I'd actually, next month, we, we have another series, um, and that would go right into our shout-outs, actually. So let's let's dig it away. It's time for some shout-outs. Fans. Okay. It has nothing to do with Instagram. Well, actually, he is a person that's been following us on Instagram, but he is a long-lost friend that I have found in college, and I haven't talked to him forever. He's He was um, a friend that I knew uh, during my karate days. I'm actually a black belt. Woohoo! I had, like, you know... Liar! Yeah. I had this Mr. Miyagi skills. I did the wax on, wax on. Yeah, thing. we'll be posting that footage <laughs> soon. But, um... He told me that he watches the show. He tells all his friends about it. He says his favorite episode was the Back to the Future episode, which I was laughing because I said, oh, it was like, that's a classic. So that was one of our first episodes. Was that, no, was that like our first or second episode? Oh, which like, one? Oh, I think it was our third episode, Twin Pines Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third episode is the Back to the Future episode. Yeah, the third one was the Back to the Future episode. and Technically, you know, it's four because... Part two was two parts, you know? So if people want to get technical, like the math people, wait, no, 
Because actually you did what? Too debatable. You know, so, but in actually, our... He's a, he's a math geek. He's a genius. Oh, really? Yeah, he's studying to be like a mathematician. Oh, watch out. Yeah. That, that guy I rocks then. But good for you. So this shout out goes to Dave. Dave Paladora. You yeah, know, Paladora. You are amazing. And you are funny. You are awesome. Thanks for shouting out us and spreading the word. And that's my big shout out. But Sand, you probably have a couple more shout outs to talk about or give out. Yeah, uh, actually, I do have a shout out because I want to say um, there's a well, first off, there's been a lot of love on our Instagram. Like, you know, I'll, I'll usually, you know, I'll, I'll post a picture and stuff like the um, the like just random geeky images that that I post. And like, it's just. Honestly, people just start jumping in, and then, you know, Renata has, um, she usually posts stuff that relates to the show, like, uh, like little teasers and stuff, and then we get people talking. Actual giveaways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, it, and it's awesome, but, uh, I know, um, Christ, I, I actually got a, <laughs> I'm an idiot, I should have looked her up. Oh, Christ, we have a lot of followers now. I just looked at it. Damn it, Renata, you haven't been following these people. I told you, when people like our image, just follow them. Oh. <laughs> There's, like, all these followers are in blue, and you haven't even liked, uh... Well, I, I put Renata in charge of following the Instagram page, but... She ain't doing her damn job! I'm gonna have to fire her! Get out of here, Renata! Well, anyways, last week, uh, I want to give out a shout-out to... What was her? Mystical... What is it? Myst- magical... Magical Mystical Misty, right? Yeah. Yeah, Magical Mystical... Oh, Miz, I'm sorry. Uh, I guess Beverly Junebug, it says it right there, because she gave us a shout-out on her Facebook. I actually happened to notice that because I got a notification on the Facebook said someone, you know, shared your thing. I was like, I was like, are your page? I was like, what? And then when I look and I saw it was her, so I was like, oh, cool. And then I just added her because I was like, oh, all right, awesome. Um, and, yeah, so she's going off, you know, from Instagram and, and giving us a shout-out. So that's why. So, uh, you know, we... We honestly, we're ones that we love our fans. Like, we we appreciate the love that you guys give us. And that's the thing. Like, we give our love back. Like, we, we appreciate everything because without you guys, there wouldn't really be a show. Because then at that point, if no one listened, it would just be me and Renata being like any other day, just yapping away just to each other. But with having people caring about what we have to say it, it, it's awesome so that's why we want to give our love back to you guys so as the show as the show goes on um well yeah as the show goes on the podcast goes on we'll be doing a little special things for our fans like you know probably having uh, most likely contests uh, things like that that we could uh you know so it, it so it's like us to give back i mean who knows you know um it's just things things as it continues to grow with the fans you know there might be special things i mean hopefully you know in time, we're actually currently uh, working on an idea to create a, like a, a sticker for, for us. Uh, so, yeah, so, so you uh, you know, things are happening where we could, ha- you know, give to our fans back, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, so, and also we love your guys' input. So, that's why I want to give out the last shout-out goes to, who is it? Uh, I think it was Il, La- La- what, Il Latino or something like that, right? What was his, what was his name? Like, Il Tino. Yeah, Il Tino. Il Tino. Yeah, Il Tino. The, the reason why I'm giving him a shout-out, because he gave me the idea for next month's uh, episode series. He, he he had requested, like, hey, you guys should do RoboCop. 
uh, because of the new movie being released, you know, they, and then I was like, you know, I had an idea. So I had talked to Renata. So next week, we're only giving you the first movie of the week. Um, not oh Christ. That was like a Facebook. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. popped up. Anyways, we're going to be doing movies that were remade currently. Now we're not going to talk about the RoboCop remake. No, this isn't the podcast to listen to, to talk. Oh Christ. I, I better should, I should probably just turn off facebook <laughs> okay i'm gonna turn on facebook because then if not anytime i get a message it's gonna pop up okay so what we're gonna do is if the movie was released in the 80s but they did a remake later on we're gonna do that so the first movie we're doing for the first week of march is robocop all this is all for our fans and this is how you said we give back for our fans so um renata have you i mean maybe you saw it long ago but have you ever watched robocop yeah yeah here and there yeah, here and there. See, so it would be good for you to rewatch, recatch up, because you don't. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but you don't come off like that. The action eighties uh-huh. movies, right? Okay, so this is gonna be perfect because like the only action movie that I have to honestly say, I mean, if it's even considered action, is like Beverly Hills Cop. Like, that's like the most. Yeah, it's an action comedy. You know, it, it yeah. is. It's it's action, but it's more comedy. Whereas to RoboCop, it's just a serious. Typical. Like Lethal Weapon. Like, like yeah. Like well, just... Lethal Weapon, I think, you, I would categorize that with um, what well, you just said, Beverly Hills Cop. Because there is comedic it's moments. Cops movies. <laughs> yeah, there are cop movies, you know, of RoboCop, you know. I feel like I should watch RoboCop since I've seen those two, but. Yeah. But see, RoboCop is like, hopefully the version you watch, you know, um, is the the un, unrated version. Because that's the one I'm. I'm going to talk about. But, yeah, so that's why I said our fan suggested a movie. We thought it worked out. He gave us uh, – it, it helped us build an idea. So, yeah, so that's the first movie we're going to say. And the, the the remaining three movies of the month will be movies that were remade later in time. So you could probably already start guessing, like, oh, I'm like, I wonder what movie they're going to do. So, yeah, so – so, so there we have it. So there's our shout-outs. All right, Renata, well, I'm going to take it away for you because this is your moment, your time. Um, anyways, just go ahead. Take it away. Um, pretty much, I I didn't want to really get into the whole fashion uh, beat thing because um, really I pretty much said a good deal about what the spring holds. You know, I could give a wrap-up if you didn't hear the last episode and you're just checking in now. Basically, when it comes to fashion – I mostly what what I do is I take things from the 80s and I things that are like today now that like are in style like there's a twist like like it's a mixture of like what happened in the 80s and then they're putting it in today's style which I think is pretty cool then again from my mother the 80s was the most horrible style in the universe she's (laughs) wrong (laughs) I mean like I I honestly think that like she's wrong in a sense because she mostly just looks at women that dress like Madonna and I guess she was around a lot of women like that but then again that was the more like commercialized 80s like you know like if like on halloween you're gonna like do the whole madonna look if you're gonna dress up like an 80s person like there was much more casual looks and you know but uh well the one thing that i did talk about in the last episode was for the spring like in the 80s there was a lot of pastel colors like you know there was like oh like SH wait are, are you gonna repeat all everything that you no, said I'm in just, last I'm, episode i'm just giving a short thing because i said if they didn't listen to last week's episode i'm gonna shorten it up and then well, wouldn't gonna... you want them just to listen to last week's episode instead of repeating because what if every people who have listened to last week's episode are re are hearing a repeat 
shouldn't you just say, go listen to the last episode? So you, I, I, you don't sound like that, but I mean, you should be like, hey, listen to last week's episode to get my fashion. So you can't have people have a reason to go listen to it. All right, fans, I'm sorry. Sanchez's right in a sense. I was just trying to be nice and just trying to give you a little update. <laughs> I mean, like, because, I mean, I really didn't have no fashion prepared for today. So that was a boo on my part. But I will have some more fashion tips for you next. But week. what you did do was was good, though, because you gave an explanation of what your segment is. So for new listeners, say this is their first time listening, they at least have an idea of what you do. So they can be like, oh, I want to hear her fashion beats for the previous episodes. And it gets them to go back and listen to the previous episodes. You know, yes, so exactly. what you did was good. It's just repeating what you said in previous episodes. You don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. But he's right. I guess I'm sort of a little, like... I guess if I was a teacher, I would be a really bad teacher. I would just give the kids the answers if they asked for them. <laughs> like, you know, I would be like, well, study again. Look at the chapters. And, like, you know... <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, Christ. I'm sorry. We should. Another shout-out, man, to Andrew Bird. Oh, Andrew. Oh, my God. Is it Bird? Is it Bird? That's his last name, right? Bird? Yeah, B-Y-R-D. Yeah. He had us on his show, A Man and His Pod with Andrew Bird. That's his podcast. He had us on. I think it's already uploaded on Monday. Um, yeah, man. Of course. That was a shout out. We forgot. But I, it's because I just saw it. Uh, I'm on our Instagram. I just have it open. And I saw his face. I was like, oh, duh. So he invited us to be on his podcast. It's actually more of a... A personal podcast because we actually talked a lot about our lives more than the show, you know. So it was, it was a good, it was a good episode. Um, I haven't we're listened. On Renata type of deal. It was more like taking Renata from her lovely self to her awkward moments to everything. I mean, it's not. It wasn't all about me, but like it was more picking on me. I should say. So if you want to see me get picked yeah. on, <laughs> I guess it, it's eighty-eight miles per hour. Minus all the 80s stuff. Because, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I picked on her. I mean, she, you know, we, we made fun of her at one point. She assumed that Disney one created... Point, uh, excuse me, one point? There no, was, no, no, no. I, I'm saying at one point, I'm saying one of the points that you, where we made fun of you, because there was a lot, but I'm saying one of them was where you you believe Disney created all the stories. And we're like, no, there's a girl from the Brothers Grimm, nerd. And you're like, what? the You know, and... You got all sad, and then you... I mean, I knew some stories were by different authors, but most of them, like, were just... Yeah, you thought they were Disney, and then that's when you are like, Dad! You lied to me! You got all sad. I did. But I yeah. ran for help. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, okay, so continue going. Yeah, but um, really quick, Andrew, you're awesome, and if you, there's ever a time and place where we would like a host for the 8 Miles Per Hour podcast, you're more than welcome to, but we'll get into more of that later. Um, yeah, so Wait, with host? the 8... What? What do you mean? Like he'll he'll be a host of the show and we'll be gone? So he no. takes, he takes like, over the show? Man and like be a part of it for an episode. Oh, uh, like as a guest. As a guest. Oh, I thought you made it seem like we're gonna the, the show's changing. We're gonna be gone That's and he's gonna cool. run it. Me and Andrew were talking about it and we were thinking that maybe you just weren't the right guy host for the show and we were like thinking, Oh, maybe we'll find some way to get rid of it. Yeah, Renata's <laughs> plotting a bunch of stuff now. She's been talking to Andrew a lot lately, so that's why, and I don't even know what's going on. So pretty soon, this might be this might be my last episode. So yeah, no, whatever. Sanchez is an amazing host, and he mm-hmm. is the best, the best. And she don't even talk to me anymore. She talks to Andrew all the time now. So there you go. 
Yes, I talk to Andrew 24-7, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, my new best friend. And then she called me Andrew all the time by accident. I was like, what? Now you're just bullshitting. <laughs> all right. Well, so the other stuff was true, but this was BS. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was joking, but I guess it's true. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my final episode. I'm going to give you a farewell. This is, I'm going to go out in style. <laughs> we weren't going to announce this now. Like, we were planning on doing it in a later episode. Yeah. It's like your old podcast where you guys had a guest and someone's like, you know what? You should get rid of Renata. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. She meets someone else from another podcast and they're like, hey, let's get rid of Sanch. I was like, what the hell? So, yeah. So, yeah, this is my last yeah. episode, everybody. Anyways, go on, Renats. <laughs> I don't even know if I can go on. But, um, yeah. So, with the going back to, like, I don't have any 80s fashion for you. But, like, if you check out... The latest episode, not this one, but if you check out last week's episode, um, episode seven, you will hear all about all the fashion that's going on at the time. Yes. But my main concern um, that I think I was discussing, I was discussing with um, Sanch earlier on in the week was the idea of little arcade games. In you know your Seven Elevens and you know well if you're from Pennsylvania. Or like you know, southern New Jersey, there was there's Wawa's, and if you don't know what a Wawa is, because I know Sanch was very like, what's a Wawa? Like, yeah. what is it? Because we don't have them over here in Southern California. There ain't no Wawa. And how you spell Wawa is W A W A, and it has like a little bird symbol. We have Wawa Wawa Grill. That's where you could go get a bowl with rice and meat. Oh, yeah, no one wants to hear that. <laughs> That's good. People like that place. This is actually a pretty popular place called Waba Grill. <laughs> I like going there. It's good. You could get a bowl with rice, some chicken or meat, you know, put teriyaki sauce on it. Mm, it's so good. The Waba Grill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not sponsored by them, but maybe Waba, come on, you know. <laughs> you know, Waba, you know, Brothers, I mean, uh, oh, Christ, 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, sponsored by Waba Grill. awesome if we were, like, sponsored by Waba or 7-Eleven. Yeah, imagine that. They're all over the place. Anyways, go on. But anyway, so yeah, the the Wawa is like a Wawa is basically like a Seven Eleven but better. Like you, I mean, it's it's a little food market. You can get like all types of snacks and drinks, and you can have hoagies and hot meals there. But you just order it off like a little computer screen. You can have milkshakes. But I'm not here promoting Wawa. Getting back, I, I like to ramble on. But basically, like arcade games from back in the '80s, like you know, you would put in a quarter. And then you would play the game for how many times, well, for how many times that, you know, you either lose. <laughs> yeah. Because they were, like, they were really fast, the games, too. Like, you know, just, like, the easiest, like, little thing. You would just, like, die. What? You know what I mean? Wait, yeah, well, I mean, if you sucked, probably. <laughs> of well, course you would die. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's like you're, it's just hilarious you're like you know you die pretty quick you know you put a quarter and you just die real I'm like no you don't die real fast unless you don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> of course you're gonna die fast but I don't know I mean then again I don't know it's just fine okay continue going I'm just ragging on you I mean she's getting rid of me so I have the freedom to rag on her yeah like there was um I mean, I'm not from the 80s, but, like, at the time, I think around the early, no, mid 
or late 90s, they were still having a couple arcade games inside, like, the 7-Elevens and Wawa's. So you would play them, and, you know, you would, or, like, you know, you would just put in a quarter. And, and they were, there was a lot in bars, too, like, um, little corner bars, too. They had a lot of arcade games. Did your dad have an arcade? Yeah. Uh-huh. What was had, it? He had, like, the five cards, five-card thing where like um it was poker it was poker machines and he still has i think he still has one poker machine too um when he worked at like this other bar but he wasn't a a owner at the time yeah there was like pinball machines and a lot of a lot of very like like good quality pinball machines not like the ones that you buy at toys r us where like you just put together yeah like these are like great quality machines all right on that's awesome Mm-hmm. It, it was really great too and then like they evolved into like little screens like playing games like there was this monster game where like you there's like all these blocks and however like there has to be like four colors of like and you just press them and then as the monsters fall into the little ditch it's how many points you yeah have. but arcade games that were very popular in the 80s was um dig dug which was in 1982 yeah um, Defender, uh, 1980. Yeah. Um, Burger Time, 1980- uh, Burger Time, love that game. <laughs> Commando, 1985. Oh, dude! That, ah. Oh. All right, keep going. Uh, Donkey Kong. Ah, uh, of course. Of course, that was 1981. I'd go on. Duck Hunt, 1984. I played Duck Hunt. That was one of my things that I played. Yeah. Kung Fu. Oh, Kung Fu is great. <laughs> Kung Fu, dude. Oh, dude. Okay, wait. Kung Fu. That's the one where... Right? Is it? I'm going to look... Keep going. I'm going to look it up. Kung Fu. Okay. Paperboy, 1984. Oh, dude. Hard Popeye. Do you remember Popeye? Uh, Yeah. Because Popeye was actually more like a a, a ripoff of Donkey Kong, though. Kind of, yeah. Because the same structure was the same and how you Mm -hmm. played it. Uh, Sonic. Well, that was more 1991. That we're going a little too... uh, Wait, wait, wait. Well, don't read off Sonic. That's 90s, dude. No, that's why I said I, I, I stopped myself. I said, oh, that was 90s. <laughs> it's like you're just uh, reading, not even paying attention. I am paying attention. No, meaning you're just reading it and not realizing you're like, oops. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, of course, 1985. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, Kung Fu. Oh, is it? No, I have Kung was Fu it, Mastered. Was it Wreck-It Ralph? Was that... 80s? Well, yeah. Uh, Ralph, yeah. No, not Wreck-It Ralph, but Fix-It Felix, Fix Fix it Felix it. Jr. Yeah, that, I mean, I never played it. I just <laughs> watched the movie. I thought that's what it was called. All right. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is moments where my, my co-host at times is doesn't really... I like to rag on her, okay? <laughs> and we, like, that's my favorite part of, like... Like, well, we're friends. That's why I say I feel like like a little sister, you know, like, because I rag on her. All right, here you go, Renata. Wreck-It Ralph isn't a real video game. All right, okay, we get it. <laughs> it was, it's fake, all right? It, it's not a real movie. I, I it's it like. A game. No! They made Fix-It Felix Jr., they made that game, um... And um, they, they, it's a fake game, but they made it look like an 80s arcade game. It, it's not real. They, the, the movie's fictional in the sense of, like, that game is fake, but they did yeah. include real. It's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit never existed back when, you know, but they had actual, you know, Mickey came out. Uh, 
because the characters kind of looked familiar. Like, I guess, like, the whole idea of the game when I watched the movie. Yeah. So, I guess that's what I got confused on. But, um, Centipede was another one. 1980. It's just, it's funny, because our fans are going to be like, are you serious, Renata? You believe that movie was real? Well, you know what? I can't be mean to you, people. You can rag on me all you want. <laughs> it's just, it's hilarious that you, I mean, well, here's the thing. The, the, okay, you, enough said. Okay, we're moving on. No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> say that you, the freedom on, I mean, the, where we could give you that, all right, that's fine. You weren't born in the 80s, but I mean, like, you know, she knows movies, obviously, you know, video games, it's just based on whatever her time frame was in the 90s, and she would learn it. So I guess it's understandable well, to I'll believe. Tell, I'll tell you ones that I did play. Like, all in right. all honesty, even in the 90s, these were available. I remember playing Mrs. Pac-Man. Mrs. Okay, Pac-Man yeah. was they, around. Hell, you could still go somewhere and play that game. Yeah, exactly. Frogger. I played Frogger. Mm-hmm. Um, Gunsmoke, I played. Uh, That's like a baby's toy. <laughs> baby's toy. <laughs> Space Invaders. I played. Well, that was 1978, <laughs> but it was still around. It was like considered like there's all these games and you could pick and choose yeah. like we wanted to play. Yeah. Super Mario World. Uh, there's just so much, and then of course there's Zelda, <laughs> 1986. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was pretty much mostly all the games. So if you remember any of them, let us know. On, because I'm probably gonna post a picture on Instagram. Yeah. And then say like, you know, what was an arcade game that you were most fond of or played? So let us know. And- yeah. And please let us know because that's the one thing on the episodes we always ask you guys questions, and we, we seriously want to hear from you guys. Like, post it on our wall. Don't be embarrassed. Talk to us. You know, we want to hear from you. So there you go. There's Renata. A Don't question. It's like Renata. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Renata's question of the week. What video games did you play? Even if you weren't born in the 80s, but they were released in the 80s, what games did you play? We want to know what you played. And if they're not arcade games, um, you know, uh, it's okay. Like, maybe maybe even let us know what, what you know, systems you played. But arcade is more so, you know, because, like, I loved... Paperboy was great. It was a hard game. I mean, because I was a kid, but I loved that game. And it was cool because with Paperboy, a lot of the... Like, the art game, like, it wasn't a joystick. It was an actual handlebar to a bike. So you were able to play Paperboy like you were riding a bike. I remember that. then, And, like, the buttons where your thumbs would be. So you would press when you would throw the papers and stuff. And, I mean, that game was fun, but it was hard, man. It's, um... Also, too, when you talked about Kung Fu, I played, I think, my my game that I played, because I know there was a Kung Fu one, but there was Kung Fu Master, and that's the one where it's, like, the little Kung Fu guy, it's a side-scroller, and he walks, and there's, like, weird snakes, pots flying at you, and you're like, whoa, 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 you know, and you, like, do little kicks and all that, and you go upstairs, and you're supposed to save the princess. That game, I love that game. Um, the one I do remember playing when I was extremely young, like, I was, like, maybe 84, was... I would, uh, um, or maybe 85, I believe, where my, my, my dad's mom lived and my grandma, yeah. right down the street, there was a, a store, there was a store right there and they had Donkey Kong. And I remember we would play that all the time. We would get quarters and we would play it. So Donkey Kong was like a huge game for me. That was really my, um, my first, uh, introduction really to like 
an arcade game. I mean, that game was released the year I was born in 81. And then a few years later, I started playing that game. So uh, gaming was, I, I was huge into gaming in the 80s. That's why I'm an old school gamer. Uh, I play randomly whatever current games there are. I own a PS3 and stuff. But I've always been an old school classic gamer. I mean, it's like from 80s and 90s. I won't get into the 90s, but 80s is like Nintendo, uh, Sega Master System. I was all about those systems, man. I, I played those all the time. So gaming is... Me. Huh? I was just saying, like, you know, when you're talking about old games and stuff, like, yeah. games that I still play today, even though it was probably... I mean, I don't know when Mortal Kombat came out. 90s. <laughs> 90s, yeah. Because I remember playing it when I was, like, really, like, maybe when I was seven. Because, like, my older cousins, like, they're your age now, Sanj. And um, they used to let me play all the games and stuff on Nintendo. And was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and, 92 was Mortal Kombat. And it was really awesome. And, like, my friend recently, well, not recently, but, like, my friend, when we all went over to his house, he's like, what I got in there, was like, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> and everyone, like, was freaking out over it but he got this new game that's kind of like mortal kombat but it's like with all the um um marvel characters like the whole Ooh, no wait uh, marvel no isn't i sure it's, it's dc right because mortal kombat versus dc because batman's in no, it right? no, no 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 that's not that's not the game i'm talking about this is like a new new game oh are you talking about just uh marvel versus capcom Think. Right, it's yeah, it's like the Marvel character in it has like um, Mega Man's in it, right? He's fighting so You can pick Mega Man. Yeah, and, and it's it's Marvel versus Capcom. It's in cartoons. So it's almost yeah, yeah. Like a, oh, yeah, like, that's a great when game. they fight, they have like little um, like word like 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 pal like like you know like just like old yeah like books like words that like. All right, yeah. we, we get this part really isn't 80s at the moment, but F it. We all played ki- video games as kids, so who cares? We were kids. We all played video games. So at this moment, 88 miles per hour podcast flies into the future of the 90s. We're, we're trapped in a, in a weird time. time uh, An alternate 90s. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're stuck where we're both the 80s and 90s are combined into one era so so we're so st- it's a, a time vortex we're like weird you know like we you know I'll settle this. we actually the delorean crashed into a tardis and <clears throat> the you know space-time continuum got all weird so now we're we're gonna talk 80s and 90s so sorry so yeah. keep going renata we went, to the 90s, went to the 80s and then we told we told them stuff that we're from the 90s and the 80s and then we went back to the 80s in a sense and it's an alternate 1980s so i mean because like you're bringing things from different eras and it's messing everything up but yes um <laughs> but that's enough i guess with the video games since i mean we could talk all day on video games we really could yeah so what i what i just pointed out was just retarded because i'm like we're gonna talk all 80s and 90s now and you're like all right well we're done i'm like okay never mind we are done <laughs> before this gets out of hand before like me and sans start like going yeah, i guess all, so. like who has better video games or like who well, i mean of course it would be him he would have better video games and better knowledge on that i mean i give credit where credit's due well, you know what? We'll be doing a future episode on um, video games then. Uh, we'll get more thorough, especially since uh, it gave me an idea because Wreck-It Ralph is technically a movie that's based from the 80s because it's something that takes place from the 80s. The, the huge popular wave of arcade games from the 80s because even though arcade games kind of really started in the late 70s, what really, you know 
revolutionized the gaming industry was the 80s. And I think Wreck-It Ralph would be a good thing because they do a lot of, like, references to the arcade world from, like, yesteryear to current. And I think that would probably be one that we could talk about in a future, way future episode. So we'll be talking gaming. I know some of you gamers out there are like, oh, man, I want to hear more games. But actually, when I looked at the time, I'm like, oh, no way, we need to start moving along. So... So yeah, so it was, it, you know, that was just a, a little small taste of what we will be talking about later on in the future, for a future episode. So yeah, all right, Renat. All right, so the moment that we all have been waiting for. Not yet, because we're missing choice. my segment, nerd. What? Yeah, I haven't done my segment. Oh, well, do your segment, because you told me to take it away, so I thought it was my chance to take it away. Well, I didn't say take it away. I was just saying, all right, let's, you know, I was just passing it, you know. Oh, well, I heard different things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's see. So, okay, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our movie that we're gonna be talking about. Uh, I as I always do, I was like, all right, when the movie was released. So the movie that we're gonna be doing, obviously, you already know. When if you already downloaded the episode, you can see the image. It was Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles was released May 4th, 1984. So as always, I go look at what was the number one song of that time. So the number one song, honestly, you, you're going to know the only, the one thing when, when people talk about this song, you'll only remember one, actually, excuse me, one lyric. Because anytime you tell somebody to sing this song, they just say one lyric over, I mean, you know, a, a, almost a phrase, you know, so I'm going to play it for Renaud's. Okay. It's Phil Collins with Against All Odds. Take a look at me now. So yeah, that was uh, I guess it was from a movie called Against All Odds. That was a uh, so yeah. So this he uh, this song I guess was like his uh, one of the top number one hit, and it was a number one song when this move when Sixteen Candles was released. And you know Phil Collins, this is uh, I think this is yeah, this is the second time we've had a Phil Collins song. Like damn, I'm um so far Phil Collins is in the lead with. Uh, the most songs, because the last one I think was a uh, studio. The his songs. I, I think like that was like our first. Tarzan. <laughs> oh yeah, he did Tarzan, the soundtrack to Tarzan. You know the guy. He was in Genesis. So yeah, so there you go. That was the number one song <laughs> uh, in May fourth, nineteen eighty four. So all right, now Renata, take it away. Are you sure you want to take? Are you sure you don't want to take it away? No, go for it. Go, because this this movie was picked by Renata. This was her choice. The final choice of the month was Renata's. That's why next week's. Is my choice, but it was more <laughs> of a fan suggestion, and I said, "All right, so there you go. This is your moment, Renata. Your time to shine. Go for it. Take this it is away. finally the moment to be excited about. Nah, but like his his thing was to be excited about as well. But um, the movie that we're getting. Oh yeah, so I, nah, I'm just kidding. <gasps> oh my god, I mean, try to cut me off. But the movie that we're going to be talking about is, of course, a John Hughes movie is Sixteen Candles. And a quick, <laughs> a quick plot of the movie is it is uh, Sam's 
that's in that's Molly Ringwald's character's um, character's name. Her name is Sam. She turns 16 on the day of her sister's... Actually, it's the day before her sister's wedding, her older sister's wedding. Here she gets all excited. She's like, oh, I'm 16. I'm going to be expected to get all these, you know, birthday kisses and hugs and presents and a cake and everything. She walks down her step. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody knows about her birthday. Well, they forgot about her birthday because of all this hype and palooza over her older sister's wedding that's going to happen the following day. So she gets all upset and she goes into school and she pretty much just lets it out to her friend. And the whole idea is that like during her school hours, she's just um, obsessed with this guy, this dreamboat, Jake Ryan. I mean, he never did any other movie Besides, I guess, like, 16 Candles, anything big, I should say. But he's a gorgeous character, and she's just obsessed with him. And throughout the entire movie, he tries to figure out who she is because... I mean, I don't want to give away everything, but, like, it's pretty much a game of, I guess... um, uh, Not... I should say, like... Not phone tag. That's stupid. But I mean, like, like he tries to find out about her. She tries to find about him. And- <laughs> I think that's the best part. Where like, it's not the best part of the movie, but that's my favorite. One of my favorites is when he calls and the grandma and the grandpa like just, you know, like every time who's calling me, you know, and they're all freaking out. I love when he's like, "Hi, is Samantha Baker there? And if so, sir, may I please talk to her? No, you may not. Well, if sir, can I leave a message? He wants to leave a message for Sam." Give me that phone. Now you listen to me. God did not put me on this earth to deal with some sleazy bag that's trying to go after our granddaughter or something like that. And he's like, it's for our granddaughter's sake that you, that you stay away now. Goodbye, granddaughter. Or something like that. And then he's just like, all right, whatever. And then, like, so he... <laughs> the grandparents pretty much think they saved her from, like, this perverted guy. Yeah. They assume. Cause, yeah. Because he calls the first time. And... He um he hangs up right as soon as about the grandfather picks up the phone and he says, Oh bite me and then like he's like, well, what do they want? Sex <laughs> <laughs> Technically he so, does, right? Oh, no, he doesn't want that. How do you know? Because does isn't the reason why he only knew that she was interested in him is because of the note he found. No, Remember? I mean, no, right, well, in the beginning of the movie, they say, who would you want to do? Right. Isn't she like, yeah. yeah. And she writes Jake Ryan. Right. Yeah. But then he says, he says to the guy, like he says to his friend at the gym, he says, he's like, why are you going to deal with a software? He's like, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Like how she like looks at me and you know, but then again, I mean, I understand where you're going with that too. But then he, he says later on, he was like, well, he's like, he says, well, I got my girlfriend in the bedroom right now. I could violate her 20 different ways if I wanted to. And then Anthony Michael Hall's character, Farmer Ted, says, well, what are you waiting for? Go do it. He says, he's like, she's beautiful and all that. But, like, you know, I want someone to love, someone to care for, you know. He's like, I mean. Something so much- new, something fresh, you know. Some- no, not something new and something fresh. <laughs> that's what i honestly i know what you're talking about but i always believe that that was the only thing he's like wait a minute this girl's down for me all right i'm gonna go check out you know yeah i want love and uh, you know that's really he could have any girl he wants in that high school he could have any girl he wants yeah but he wants a, a nice 16 year old you know 
girl. <laughs> Someone who hasn't, you know, no one's touched, you know, because the other girl, obviously. So he's like, all right, I want to start young, you know, because come on, you know, you know he's, he wants love from a little 16-year-old. Come on, get out of here. That's what Hollywood's trying to feed us. They're like, all right, what Wait, gives okay. us the okay? Point of view, I was... I was 14 years old and Joey was 17. He was a senior and I was a freshman. So it could happen. Oh I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, but it, it was because it was kind of was like a 16 candles moment for me, but I wasn't 16 and I wasn't a sophomore and Joey was a senior. I was a freshman. But, um, you just, I guess you just want different things. Like, I guess he wanted that, that idea of just to not feel like he has to impress like, yeah. he just wants to settle, not, like, in a way, settle down, but, like, just he's done with all that, like, being popular thing, I guess. Like, he, he realizes that high school's almost over, and he's not going to be, like, this big Jake Ryan anymore. So, what is he going to do? He's going to do the right thing and find a good girl, not a whore, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, so, that's pretty much, but... um but the movie is is a great movie. I mean, obviously, me and Sanchez say this all the time. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously, obviously. Obviously. Say it again. <laughs> Just say it one more time. Obviously. obviously, you should have seen 16 Candles. But if you haven't, yes. please go watch it. It is John Hughes wrote this specifically for Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. He felt like this was a movie just for her. He thinks that, like, you know, because Molly Ringwald, to him, had this very innocent, quirky, you know, um, I guess, fun, you know, girl that just, like, I guess, like, that high school girl that just, like, is new to everything and wants to try different things, wants to have the awesome boyfriend, you know, who's rich and popular and good-looking and and just all that Mm. good stuff. Well, but, you know how he actually wrote the story for for this film. Um, he was he was actually looking through uh, headshots of actresses and found an image of Molly Ringwald, and he posted that on his wall and would look at that image as he wrote Sixteen Candles. So he had no he had no no idea who this girl was or anything. He just knew that she was an actress and wrote the the script based on looking at an image of Raleigh Wingwald, and then later on when they were going to start casting, they're like, you know what? I want this girl. Let's find her. And they found her because he specifically wrote it for her. Yeah. Um, I actually like... That's actually really good because... I mean, I don't know you think that's a little weird, though? I mean, it gets kind of weird. You got this man and he's like, oh, here's a picture of a girl and I keep staring at her picture and write a script. I mean, unless I'm thinking about... Yeah, yeah, because Sixteen Candles was the first one, right? From all his... Yeah, it was the first one, right? Yeah. And this is based off of an actual story that Molly Ringwald had told on... uh, It was a Breakfast Club reunion that they did, and she talked about how how it was written for her because they asked her that question. And so this is straight from her. I'm not just like, oh, I saw this on Wikipedia, better, better, you know? No, like, it's... um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just basing it off of what she said <laughs> you know so, so that that that's the thing i'm on if, if it's the wrong story then go yell at her don't yell at me all right yeah i mean i also have um 16 things you might not know about 16 candles Ooh, this i want to know because i want to know okay. if i know these 16 things or not and why is it 16 why not another number because it's called 16 candles dummy uh, it's funny <laughs> a little bit of a cute little 
Mm-hmm. All right, but go actually, for it. the first one was. Uh, Wait, are you going from top to bottom? Is there even a number? It's just yeah, like it's number a... one, number two. I think I'm gonna start from number one okay, because there's it's really not... nothing. It's pretty much the it's same. Just all... Okay, okay, cool. But the first one was that John Hughes wrote the role for Samantha Baker for Molly Ringwald in the Mind, and after he received a headshot of her, inspired him to write the movie. No, there uh, you go. That's, I, that's what I just said. <laughs> that's, what that's what like we were just talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, perfect segue leads right into it. So, oh, that good job, Renat. I know that was accidental, but it was. It was a great segue. All right, Colt, keep going. Um, the second one was Hughes wrote the film over the weekend. He wrote the whole script over a weekend. Hmm, that's awesome. And there's actually a picture of the script, which is pretty cool. I was taking a sip of water at that point, so that, but I know that sounded horrible. I'm like, mm, that's awesome. Like, I said that all weird, but it's because I was taking a sip of water, so I was trying to swallow the water, and I just found it all, you know. Anyway, go on. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We're mm-hmm. all friends here. <laughs> Yay! The third one is the movie also marked Hughes' directorial debut. So Wait, it was what? his first debut. Like, because it says in the picture, it says written his and directed. first what, though? No, it's just because you said director or something all weird. And then now I'm trying to say it and I can't Well, understand. I'm sorry, my accent, okay? It really, I didn't even think it was your accent. I just thought you said the word wrong. No, it's, it's how you say it. Wait, say it again? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I say words weird. Blah. Say it again then. No, I don't want to say it again. Directorial. That's that's how you probably say it. You said doctorator or something. You said like that. <laughs> <laughs> You say it. Directorial. I just said it. <laughs> but you said something else. Go say it. No. <laughs> no, because you're making fun of the way I say it. And that is the show, ladies and gentlemen. 88 miles per hour podcast. This is the way we are. <laughs> By the way, my screen's broken too, so it's very hard for me to say. Yeah, blaming it on your iPhone screen. Brr. I mean, I wish I could show you, but then you're going to be like, how did you do that? Um, and I'm going to have to tell the story every time. All right, go for but, it. Keep going, because I want to know if some certain uh, trivia that I have, I wonder if you're going to name it off. So keep going. Where are, what number are we on? So, Say the so numbers. That was, that was three. Okay, go. Okay. Number four. And four is Hughes was so impressed with Anthony Michael Halls' performance in National Lampoon's Vacation, a film that Hughes wrote, that he created the role of Ted the Geek with him in mind. So same thing, like he wrote the film like he wrote the character based on molly's picture and mm. then he was so impressed with anthony michael hall's character in national lampoon's vacation uh, he wrote the role ted yeah and you know who wrote national lampoon's vacation john hughes mm-hmm. that's what it says and yeah, he didn't he didn't direct it but he wrote it and yeah that's awesome that he's he saw this kid and he's like he casted him and it was only because he started working with Hughes, and I think he was doing weird science is the reason why he wasn't in European Vacation. So he was going to be in European Vacation for National Lampoon's European Vacation, but because he was busy, I believe it was weird science. I could be wrong. It maybe Breakfast Club, but I think it was weird science that he wasn't able to go back and, you know, play his. And then in which it became a joke for all the movies because then they always changed the kids, and I thought that was funny. But anyways, go on. Yeah. <laughs> and then number five is... Vigo Mortensen was almost cast as Jake Ryan. Yeah, man. Freaking, what is he playing, Lord of the Rings? I forget his character, but, man, he could have, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The character that did play Jake Ryan, Michael Scoffingling. Mm -hmm. I hope I said that right. I'm not good with names like that. I I, I butcher names. 
Okay, was so shy during his audition that he almost lost the role. But mm. the film's producer, Michelle Manning, Manning, found him so stunning and dreamy that they cast him. Oh, wow. This older woman, the He's casting director. He's freaking gorgeous. I don't know why he never got another role. Oh, my God. And that's why it's that la- it's that final scene in the movie where he's right by the car and he's like he like yeah, waves yeah. his hand and she's like you know who me and he's like yeah you that's the movie that you know gets all the girls all like ooh all butterflies in their tummy because they see a <laughs> stupid face all smiling there with his hands in his pocket kind of like with his foot over his other foot like all leaning like in front of his car being like yeah I got money what's up lady <laughs> <laughs> oh Michael. <laughs> Oh, Christ. So, Look at it. There you go. See? I'm just staring at his picture right now, ladies and gentlemen. And my God. Oh, but anyway, see, uh, number even, seven. Even someone in today, this guy, she's looking at an image of the guy from back in the 80s and even today. So there you go, ladies. How many of you find, found him dreamy? We have fans that usually leave. Is, is Jake Ryan a dreamy guy? You know, the character. I'm not talking about the actual actor. Don't look him up, like, today or whatever. And we're talking about Jake Ryan. Would you wanted him to sweep you off your feet? You know, be there and say, hey, yeah, you. Would you want that? Yes. Say yes right now. <laughs> I would. <laughs> um, number seven, the ages of the cast when the movie was being filmed. Jake Ryan was 23. Holy and, hell. And Anthony and Molly were both 15. Damn. All so right. a 15-year-old kissing a 23-year-old on film. I mean, but, but Molly really did look mature for her age. So it doesn't matter. That was that was weird. I didn't even know that one. That that's a true one. I had no idea. He was wait 23. Yeah. Damn, 23 years old and <laughs> making out with the 16-year-old. Damn, I, I I don't even know if they would do that nowadays in film. Eh, who cares? Well, you figure, like, a lot of, like, if you look at the movie when, like, you know, Jake's party, like, you see a lot of, like, people and they look old. Like, you know, like, they don't look like high school kids. I guess that's the issue with Hollywood. A lot of times, like, they wouldn't use, like, high school kids. And sometimes they would. They would get the high school kids. But, I mean, it's, it goes on to today. Like, you'd watch a movie and they're, like, in their 20s playing the freaking, you know, teenager. I, I, I know. It's like... Uh, if you watch like Modern Family and the the older sister, she looks like she's a high school kid. She looks young, but she's in her freaking early twenties. Like she's she's twenty three. Yeah, she's freaking old, but she looks like a kid. So it's like, why not just you know cast her? So, and I mean, I, I don't. I, and I, a quick fact: she was in a movie, like a Disney Channel movie called uh, Geek Charming, and the kid who played the geek is actually her real like fiance. Like, so, like, they, they've been together for years. So, like, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, and then that's Renata with her little lovey doveyness <laughs> that she was, you know, she's a typical kid like that because she's still a girl. That's what always reminds me that she's a girl. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, she's a girl. Oh, yeah, she's a girl. She's a girl, I forget. She ain't no cool, like, hey, man, what's up, bro? No, she's, she, every, every now and a moment, she reminds me that she's a girl. And this is a side note. Uh, Hull and Ringwald were both 16 when the movie premiered. So the day of the premiere, they just turned 16. Oh, cool. I wonder if they did anything special, like birthday-wise. They probably did. I mean, I think Hughes decided to just do that purposely. So So May, So then May 4th. May 4th is their birthday. Mm-hmm. Right? They Virgos? 
<laughs> Things are Allora. Take a look at me now. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. May 4th. 1984 is is their it was their birthday then so that means yeah they were born May 4th no, May no. the 4th be with you No because Molly Ringwald's birthday just happened and we missed the birthday too my Anthony Michael Hall's birthday was in February Yeah and another birthday we missed was freaking John Hughes he was the he's he's a day after Molly Ringwald's Ringwald's birthday so that that I I hell we forgot right now again yeah out of all people we left out John Hughes so John Hughes had, oh um he would have been I don't know he passed away so moment of silence for that dude but you know hey John Hughes awesome it would have been his birthday you know when you say a moment of silence you should give a moment of silence because you went wrong okay a moment of silence and anyway <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> But, yeah, so happy belated birthday to John Hughes and Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Um, number eight. Getty Wannabe, who played Long Duck Dong, was 28 years old. Oh, Wait, play that part. Hello, hot stuff. <laughs> hot stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said it wrong. Number nine. The dress that Molly Ringwald wears to the school dance was supposed to be worn by Leanne Curtis, who played Randy. But when Ringwald saw it, she asked to wear it. So the girlfriend that yes. that she was friends with in the movie. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I like that. I want to wear it. I didn't think it was pretty at all. It was so ugly. Well, maybe at that time. I mean, if you think about it right now, we're and like, not oh. even at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, she wore a lot better outfit in Breakfast Club than she did in this one. Sorry. Um, Number 10. The license plate number on Jake's car, 21850, is actually Hughes' birthday, February 18th, 1950. Oh, right on. Awesome. I'm playing uh, music from the soundtrack in the background, if you're wondering. Awesome. Okay, number 11. Jimmy Lovin, the future co-founder and head of Interscope Records, was the movie's music uh, supervisor. Oh, right on. Later on, that guy created Interscope Records. You know who was <laughs> Rico Suave was the first artist on Interscope Records. And then later on, they had, what, Dr. Dre and Nine Inch Nails on that. <laughs> it's just funny. But anyways, <laughs> go on. You're fine. Uh, number 12. They didn't have the budget to air the condition to condition the gym during the school dance scene, so it was over a hundred degrees. A hundred degrees. Hundred degrees during filming. Oh, so can yeah. you imagine Damn. how hot it was in that gym? Mm. Gyms are already hot as can be because uh, when I did high school gym and we were in the gym, it was hot. Oh my god, unbelievably. So I feel their pain. Wow. The the, the I like I like uh, Michael Anthony Hall's the uh, the geek. See, that's the thing in. He, in the film, the actual film, if you saw the movie, he was credited as the geek. But once it was released on VHS and, like, the, the the film versions on TV and everything, that's when they changed it to Farmer Ted. So he was originally labeled. Like, if you saw the end, it just said the geek. And then, I don't know, it's just they just changed it to I Farmer Ted. He did that. Huh? I don't know why uh, Hughes did that. Like, they should have just gave him his name. If they, if they did announce his name, then, you know. And he, and he had a pretty big part, too. Like, it wasn't like he was a side, you know, person. Mm-hmm. Go on. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
13. This was the second movie both jo- uh, Joan and John Cusack co-starred in. Oh, yeah. She has her stupid neck brace. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> uh, this, these were the movies that they were in together. Class, which was 1983. Grandview, USA, 1984. Broadcast News, 1987. Say Anything, 1989. Gross Point Blank, 1997. Cradle Rock, 1999. Uh, what does that say? Oh, and War, Inc., 2008. Yeah. Uh, 14. Ringwald and Hall dated briefly in real life. The two dated between Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club. Aww. Aww. It's because they're the same birthday and everything. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. The film was only a modest hit during its theatrical run. It opened second behind Breakin'. The film became a huge hit <laughs> when it was released on VHS. So, oh, they shows a picture of the VHS. Oh, nobody cares. <laughs> they can't see it. You're talking about something for well, I'm audience. looking at it. Well, keep going. We got to finish this countdown. Okay, we have, we're at 16, okay? 16. <gasps> Number 16. 16 candle. <laughs> the cake in the iconic final scene was made out of a cardboard made out of cardboard. It may have been cardboard on set, but it is a real cake in our hearts. Oh, <laughs> every time I watch that scene, like, it's funny because, like, the way it, I, I, me and my little brother, we always, when we watch movies or something like that, we always, like, envision a scene. Like, it's, we're very much, like, we've been doing it for years, and it's kind of like, the way to put it, it would be, like, Family Guy. You know, when you watch Family Guy, you see, a, they do a scene, and then they, like, switch it. That's what we would always do, and every time we watch a movie, and right away, it's like, oh, and then this, like, happens, we'll say, and we'll laugh. And like it's it's like I always envision like like that scene at the end where they're over the table, candles are there. There's Molly Ringwald, Jake Ryan, um, and they lean. Why, why did they name give her real name and his character name? But anyway, they lean over and kiss. And I always pictured the candles catching her dress on fire. <laughs> and she's like, ah! she's all on fire, all burning and life. Jake's like, ah, I don't know what to do. Jumps out the window and runs away. <laughs> and then just credits. And that's the way the oh movie ends. <laughs> And then, you know how, like, at the end of um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where the credits are rolling, but you still see footage, the credits are rolling, and it's just a still still shot, not a still shot, but, like, it's just a still camera shot of just a body on the floor, just burning, like, slowly, you know, burning, she's dead, charred up, and it's just the credits are rolling. (laughs) That's the end of Sixteen Candles. Oh my god. Oh man. I notice, I notice a lot of, like, which we call it, Joey does that a lot too. He'll, like, take movies and he'll make, like, a horrible ending. Like, if, if, if we're watching, like, a romantic movie, mm-hmm. like, he'll be like, oh, can you imagine if that happened? And then, like, he'll be like, oh, she would just fall into a well or something. Like, like I'm like, come on. And he'd just be, like, laughing. I'd be like, you're not. I think you're ruining it. And he'd be like, no, I'm not I'm making it better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun like sometimes you know and I'm not doing that because I think the movie's terrible this isn't like Mystery Science Theater 2000 sometimes I think it would be funny to add certain scenes in my head I'm like oh that'd be funny 
Wow, ladies and gentlemen, Renata just yawned. She's bored. No, I'm not. I'm just having a long day. Oh, all right. So let me talk about my my thoughts on on the movie. Um, Sixteen Candles is to me. I mean, it, it is actually. I like Sixteen Candles. Um, like it would have to be second from The Breakfast Club because, like, I honestly think Sixteen Candles to me is ten times better than Pretty in Pink. A lot of people are always like, "Oh, Pretty in Pink, burr, burr, you know," but I, I honestly think Sixteen Candles is better. I, I really love that movie. It was, uh, I love that it's it, the randomness of that film because <laughs> uh, I remember when we were kids and my buddy. My that lived my he was my best friend at the time Nelson, it was his way of like show having porn in a sense and it was funny because every time he would get the VHS and play that scene where it just goes and you see the girl's boobs on screen and Molly Rewong's looking at her like oh you know look at you know she has wait, wait it's Samantha right that's her name no yeah Samantha yeah. Baker I keep calling her freaking Raleigh Ringwood but Samantha looks over and she's like oh like all upset because she's like flat chested basically and every time me and my, my friend like he would always like put he's like oh and you put it and it'd just be funny and I'd laugh like it wasn't more like oh yeah this is awesome I would just laugh because of the stupid sound effect but it was weird because it was like a teen comedy and you saw nudity for like a split second almost you know and I thought that was funny and he was like oh okay you know um Another thing, too, about that movie is, like, it, they wouldn't do that today at all. But it's when every it's time... Rated R. Hmm? Everything about that movie would be rated R if they did 16 Candles again. True. But what I was going to say is something they would never do today is every time they mention Lung Duck Dong, they do the... Dun, you know what I mean? The... the, the, the whatever it is. The symbol sign. What, you know. What's the sound effect? The how... What is that? Oh, like the the... We know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like the Japanese Asian si- sound or whatever. They Simple, would like a, like Yeah, a, like a, yeah. They would do that every time they mentioned his name and it's, that's just blatantly racist. <laughs> you know, flat out, but at that time, you know, in Hollywood at that time and you know, even before that, I mean, hell, one of the most racist characters ever was in Breakfast at Tiffany's, you know. Um, it wasn't even played by an Asian man. It was played by Mickey Rooney. But, and, you know, and Hollywood at that time, they didn't care. They, now, if they did that, oh, they'd get a lot of crap for that. But I just thought, like, watching that movie, you know. Um, another part that I, I remember about that movie that, for some reason, like, I hated, hated this freaking song. I don't know why. I, I mean, I enjoy enjoy David Bowie. But this movie ended up making me hate one of his songs because they play it's it's at the part when they're when they're all leaving to go to the wedding when they're they're getting all ready and stuff and and then they they start playing uh david bowie's young americans and i don't know why for years years i hated this stupid song i just i don't know why it's david bowie like you've heard it right i mean you of course you've heard it renata because in the movie they're all leaving to get ready to go to the wedding because the sister's getting married and she has her period that day or whatever and she takes all these meds and makes her all loopy but i just hated this song because bowie i was like oh god i don't know why it made me hate that scene that whole scene i just hated it because of the stupid song now i enjoy the song i'm like whatever but for some reason i'm like damn song i'm like Ugh. i don't know as a whole i thought the movie was funny it was great you know 
Um, how he even, uh, you know, the geek even got Samantha's underwear. I, I still don't understand that to this day. I, I get, I saw, the scene shows everything. But still, to this moment, like, Renata, imagine you being 16 and some boy who who's in love with you and, and like, you know, or, you know, whatever, he's crazy about you, ask you, hey, can you give me your underwear? Like, would you give it to him? No. Yeah, exactly. Like, how does that even... I know it's for Hollywood. Yeah, like, I mean, for that split second, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean... I mean, honestly, I would say no now, and I think I would say no at the time, but you never know. You don't know what... Wait, what? I, you would never... I mean, you probably would? I mean, like, you know, because... I mean, I, I know I would say no. I know for a fact. Like, I'm thinking about it now. I was like, would I say no? Yeah, I would definitely say what no. What I love right now is that your parents, like, I, I right now, at, in some future point, they're listening right now. <laughs> and they're going to be like, wait, what? Your dad's going to be like, oh, Renata, come here. <laughs> you give your underwear to somebody. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I would never... Uh, I mean, and, and honestly, I think that that was just more like, I guess, more entertainment reasons. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it was. It, it was to add, a, 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 you know, a comic scene to the film. I get it, you know. That's the one thing. She could trust him. Like, he could have put on that whole entire act just to, like, get it and just be, like, an asshole and just yeah. probably, like, put it around the whole story. But he did. He did, though. If you think about it, he was being an a-hole because he was going around, like, you know, p- kids had to pay a buck to see a girl's underwear and he what happened he came out of the stall and lifts the underwear up and it was like <gasps> to, and that's to signify i just got laid and here's my proof samantha's underwear that's really what he did like that's so he was in, in a sense an a-hole he he exactly did again what he did in the breakfast club at that point remember when 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 there he was being asked like oh have you had sex are you a virgin and he's like, well, you have some girl you don't know from Niagara Falls. He's like, well, is there someone that who isn't from the vicinity of Niagara or whatever the line is? And then he kind of like, shut up, you know, quiet. Like, you know, and he points, you know, uh-huh. at Claire and, you know, and then that's when he's like, oh, so you and he's like, oh, I didn't say that. And then, you know, again, he, it, it's funny that he did that in 16 Candles. He lied about having sex with her. And, you know, and again, he did it again. I don't know. It's, uh. I just, you know, he was an a-hole. <laughs> you would see that as somebody. Like, if imagine, like, if I'm going around, like, to, like some girl in high school, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I had sex with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's just an a-hole move. Like, and it, it is an a-hole move. He did that. But for some reason, we see it as comic, you know. Why? Because he's a geek. He's a nerd. So you excuse it. Like, if he was, like, a Jake Ryan type of character, and he did that, like, yeah, I had sex, like, yeah, and shows are on, like, you, and you saw a bunch of jocks, you would think, that guy's a dick, but because there's a bunch of nerdy young kids having to pay a buck, you, your, your mind sees that as, they're never gonna get laid anyways, and he's showing underwear, you don't see that as he's, him being an a-hole, you see that more as, like, uh, what a loser, oh, this is funny, ah, you know, and that's what Hollywood does, they trick you on based on what, who, what the character is, what they represent, how they look, is what makes us believe certain things about the character, like, oh, okay. It's, it's pretty much like the ongoing thing, like, you know, a guy sleeps with a bunch of girls, he's looked at as a hero, but girl sleeps with a bunch of guys, she's no good. Yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of like, Hollywood kind of did that thing, too. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, hell, society, like, sees that that way. But it's just, like, that's how Hollywood is tricking us. Like, I'm not talking about the actual real world. I'm talking about how Hollywood tricks us to believe things. I talked about it last episode, how Hollywood made us believe, hey, it's okay to cheat as long as the person you're cheating on is an a-hole. <laughs> if they're yeah. not an a-hole, then you're the a-hole. But if they're an a-hole, they're mean to you, and they're doing horrible things, then it's, it's okay to cheat. You know, so, so yeah, um, aside from that, the movie, um, a lot of, you know, great scenes, you know, um, li- quotable lines, you know, people always, always talk about certain stuff, you know, Renata posted, uh, a picture to tease yesterday, yesterday to tease today's episode, and it was of Lung Duck Dung, the scene where he's first introduced to Samantha when he leans over the bed, you know, and go, say the line, Renata. What's happening, hot stuff? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you sounded British right there, though. You know, it's like there's a, I, I, it's it's a good movie. I love the music. I earlier played uh, Oingo Boingo's um, Wild Sex in the Working Class, and, and when he's out dancing, you know, when he's like, you want to dance, and they're dancing, he does this cheesy little cool dancing and all that. Like that, that would have been me, you know, like I was trying to be cool, you know. Well, actually, at that time when I was younger, I knew how to dance actually really well, so that would not have been me. Um, but uh, other than that, I think. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, you know, it, it's sad where, you know, they forgot her birthday. And we probably all had that where, you know, at one time, I remember you have your birthday and everyone forgets it. And you kind of feel like, really? You forgot my birthday? And she even says, you know, we, we don't curse in this podcast, really. We try not to. But, we, you know, we have to say that line. We got to give it justice. So, Renata, I'd rather you say that line. The moment when everybody's leaving to work in school and she realizes they forgot their birthday. Say the line. Which one? There's many lines that she says. Oh, is are you talking about the one where like I just said the scene, nerd? Go, I fed you the scene. Now say the line. I don't know. Like, for, is <laughs> oh it the God. F word? You just ruined everything. All right, it goes know. to show uh, Renata wasn't paying attention. I just said the one line where she curses. We don't curse, but she curses. And then it's you the scene it. in the morning. No, because you're a girl. I wanted you to say it's the scene. Or probably Renata doesn't know the line. That's probably why. And it's when... I don't know in, what line you're talking about. Because it's the one line she says when they forgot her birthday. She's They're all leaving to work. The kid's going to school. The brother's in the morning. She's about to go to school herself. Everybody leaves the house. And then she just says, like, I can't believe they forgot my fucking birthday. Oh, well, I was going to say that, but no, I... No, you weren't, you liar. You weren't, either one, you weren't paying attention, or two, you didn't no, know the line. No, there's the one where, like, she's like, they, they forgot my birthday. They live for that shit. Like, the grandparents. I thought they were talking about that. But I, I wasn't talking about the grandparents, because the grandparents didn't even exist. I just gave you the scene. I fed you the scene. I, 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 I pitched the ball, and all you had to do was go for the home run and hit the ball, and you failed. Well, I got to strike You out. just struck out, man. That's terrible. <laughs> Every time. Because I didn't say grandparents. I said flat out where the, they're all leaving to work. It's in the morning. The, right in the beginning, the first time when she says she realizes they forgot their birthday. Yeah. So I, I'll say it if you want me to. No. Time's passed. Okay. She had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Just fail. Seriously fail. I bet. I guarantee you there's all these listeners right now. They're like, the hell? Oh, they're like screaming the line. Like, seriously, Renata? You know. Uh now, I want to know this, okay, Renata, because you're a girl. Um, yeah, I'm a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know this because I, I, as a guy, I mean, we don't know. There's this scene when the, the grandparents first come and say hi, and they see Samantha. And then the grandma looks at the grandpa like, oh, look, 
you're so perky. And she reaches and grabs her boobs. You know, and they, they don't show that scene, but you see her going to reach in to grab because they're like, you know, she's developed. Yeah. Does that happen? <laughs> or is that just a comic film? But does that really happen where like a grandma like would look at you after a while and realize like, oh, you're developed. Oh, they're so perky or big or whatever. Does that happen? It happened to me before, but it wasn't my grandmother. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It was, um, well, it, it's more joking aside. I mean, like, it, it depends if you have a crazy family or not. <laughs> um, true story. My aunt has very big boobs. And she, like, and she always talked about, she's like, I guess, like, our family conversations are a lot much more <laughs> different than other, other family conversations. Like, they're like, when is Ronaldo's boobies coming in? I think I was, like, 13, and my mom's like, oh, they're already in. And this was a 13. I was a size. Oh, I, I don't want to talk about that. 13 years old, <laughs> I was I was very voluptuous <laughs> at 13 years old. So my aunt comes off to me. She puts her hands out, and she was like, oh, my God. And then she's literally lift, and I'm, like, sitting there with my eyes, like, like to the opposite side. Not even, So like, you had a Samantha moment. I had a Samantha moment, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, so then that does happen. That Because, I, 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 you know, as, growing up and as a kid and even getting older, I would see that. I'm like, well, does that really happen where another woman would be like, oh, you're growing up, yay, you know? And I guess it did. You said it. Yeah, like, I mean, she wasn't full-on, like, you know, like, palming it, but, well, like... <laughs> yeah. But still, like, you know, I mean, I guess, all right, there you go, audience. If you're a girl and that happened to you, just tell us it happened. <laughs> you know, you don't it have happens. to... Don't explain the story. You don't need to, but just say, hey, it happened. So, yeah, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't realize, I mean, we we taught... Oh, no, uh, okay, I was wrong. I seriously thought we were already at an hour and 40 minutes. I was way off. Well, no, we're, we're in good time right now. Okay, I got scared, but we should be ending it up. Uh, 16 Candles, if you haven't seen it, it's, um, the first of the John Hughes saga, you know, of all his films that he directed, you know, uh, his, as Renata put it, Dirk Tertorio, um, you know, (laughs) but no, seriously, it's a, it's a good one, it's, it's a great film to start off if you ever want to do, like, an 80s, um, mashup of the teen movies you know because it's it, seriously when you look at the teen movies you know that when you picture 80s you you picture a lot of like different style films you know you'll look at like oh the karate kid or something like that you know but when it comes to teen movies 16 candles is one of the the top ones you know um it's a again it's a funny film it's great it has serious moments the scene where samantha's in bed and the father comes to apologize to her about i forgot you know i'm sorry you know that's a freaking it's a great scene like it's a it's a great like um dramatic scene right there but it's also like i love his line in the like you know after he's done talking to her what is it the the, um, where she's like she talks about jake and she's like you know dad he's a senior who's you know perfect and everything this and that and then he says well they're called crushes. If they were easy to get over, they would call them something else. You know, like, and that's just, like, always the iconic, like, fatherly line that you would say to your daughter. I mean, usually, like, you think that fathers are not good talking to daughters about girl stuff or, like, growing into a young lady. But usually fathers wind up saying pretty much the best stuff. Just quickly, um, it, how's your, what about your dad? You ever had that 16 Candles moment with your father? Many of times. Oh. Like, I remember when, um, 
I remember a lot of times where I thought like a guy was really nicer or like if a guy, if a kid was like, I mean, just for, for different reasons, but mostly like, I guess like for guys, like he'd be like, Renata, you know, you're pretty, you're smart, this and that, you know, there'll be a ton of guys knocking at your door and you're not even going to realize it. Like, you know, just like something that, that keeps, you know, like daughters happy and like, you know, he gives them confidence because I don't know. I guess it works different like that. Like, because mother, like sons will always run to their mothers, and daughters will always run to their fathers. It's, it's, it's very weird because you would think. I mean, I do talk to my mother about a lot of stuff, but my father does give great advice. You know, for when when talking about stuff like that. You know. Yeah. How about you? Did you ever have a talk with your mom a lot? Yeah, I mean, for or your dad. No, no, it was it was it was my mom a lot, you know, because with uh, my dad, he um, I mean he worked a lot, so when we were younger, so a lot of times he wasn't there, so it was more like my mom. Now I'm not saying he wasn't there; it's just like he, you know, he was providing for the family, so that's that's why. So it's you know at that point it ended up being, you know, my mom. It's like if uh, you know, um, but yeah, I mean. Even then, like, I I think I had a, it wasn't until, like, when I was much older in my 20s where my, I actually had, like, a, a talk like that with my dad. But, um, no, as a kid, it was it was always usually my mom. But, yeah. Mom, I'm having these feelings. I don't know what these are. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not really like that, actually, if I think about it. N- no. Uh, I, I, I was just more, like, meaning in count, just for something where you're talking to your parents for advice or something like that. Um, it was usually my mom. Now, if it came to feelings, I mean, pfft, it, I mean, hell, I, it never really occurred to me like that. Because ever since I was a little, little kid, girls always had huge crushes on me and stuff like that. So it was always like more so when my parents were there, they would just be like, they would tell me like, it's like, oh, so who's your girlfriend? This and that. And be like, oh, yeah, that girl over there, bad bad, you know. So it always happened to me. So it was kind of like. You know, and once I went through that, where like, oh, you know, the question, I didn't really go approach them on that. I never did, actually. I just, I dealed it with, I dealed with it with myself. It was only when the heartbreak came, my mom knew something was up, and she would ask me, and then I would usually tell her, because mom had that perception of sadness in their their kids. You know, like they know when something's wrong, and my mom always knew when I was like heartbroken and something happened, and my mom would tell, and then you know she'd talk to me and make me feel better and stuff like that, but. A lot of times, yeah, in high school, like, whenever before that moment, you know, and stuff, I was trying to, like, work and figure stuff out. No, that was, music is what really helped me, and (laughs) I would listen to music, but yeah. I think music helps a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, so, all right. Well, we should actually be wrapping it up, you know. We should be getting uh, set to end, and like we said, music does help a lot of people. So, it's a perfect segue to Sanchez Records. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today uh, would be the final, final song of the the love, the love themed songs that I've been giving you all month. You know, it's like, all right, you know, I got to give you something love. So I was like trying to think like there's so like what can I end off with love? Like there's so many uh, love songs out there from the 80s that have love. But like I always, um, you know, I, I almost, I'll, I mean, I'll throw it out there. I almost gave you guys, you know, Tears for Fears with Head Over Heels. You know, I love that song. I almost gave you guys that one, but I'm like, nah, I was like, you know, uh, I also was going to try to do, uh, you know, even one from Depeche Mode, you know, it's called The Heart. That's like a true, like, um, uh, like, 
but I don't know. I just love that song, you know, talking about it. Uh, it's called The Heart. It's like, it's like about lending his, your, his heart out to someone, you know, and, but you know how easy it is to tear it apart. You know, if I lend it to you, will you keep it safe? You know, and, and I don't know. It's just a, it's a great, so I almost chose that one, but then I thought, you know what? I, this song, I've always loved this song. This song that I'm going to give you is, is from a band called Camouflage. Um, it, it was a, a new wave band from the eighties. Their, their biggest hit that they had was called The Great Commandment. Um, but they, 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 they've been performing for, for years, you know, even, till recent like they have albums but that was like their biggest hit in the 80s but on that album their first album that they did they had a song um called that smiling face that was released in uh 1998 i mean i'm 88 i always say i always mess it up but anyways it was recorded in 87 released in 88 uh this song that smiling face i love i i used to do wedding videos um, a lot for people in the past, and I w- I wouldn't do the typical cheesy eighty. I mean, wedding videos. I would turn them into movies. Like I would do intros, movies. Like I would do scenes from movies. Like I would do all this cool stuff just to make it entertaining. Because I think wedding videos are boring as hell. Even Sweet Sixteens. Like I would shoot those and stuff like that, and they were boring. So I would always do so. Every time when the 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 chapter select, like the menu popped up right from the vi- when you put the movie in. I usually always, always use this song because it sounds so great, so good. Like it sounds, even though if you read the lyrics, it's not. It, it's more of like a. It sounds like not a good love song, but it's it revolves around love. It sounds like a love song, and it, you just hearing the music, listening to it. It just sounds like it's an all-around awesome love song. I love it. The intro is great. It's the typical my love when it comes to synths, keyboards, you know, that new wave sound from the 80s that was so massive and huge. I, I don't know. I, 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 you just After the episode, you'll listen. You'll hear this uh, song. You know, stick around, hear this song. And there's also, we're, we're going to be doing a new segment, you know, on the Instagram on the show, I'm giving you guys my records, Sanchez records, my picks from my collection. But someone else on the show, I'll let her explain. She's going to give you something special on Instagram. A new segment, well, not a segment, but a new cool thing that I'm not sure what day she's going to do it on. She's going to pick a specific day. But you know what? Let Renata talk about it. This is her thing. So go for it, Renata. Take it away. Um, yeah, I just, I just figure like, you know, he talks about a lot of records and songs and music on the podcast, but, you know, just like a little, like, cause we really don't have a lot of like videos. We mostly have pictures. So I guess, you know, something to hear and something to be like, oh, that's cool type of thing. Like, you know, when you're searching through Instagram is, um, I guess like Renata's records, but it's going to be called for the record. It's Sunday. So like, that's I, I love, you know what? I got to give you props for that. Um, yeah. Um, that, that just, for the record, it's yeah. Sunday. Like, it, it's, seriously, I love crap like that, like, little puns and all that, you know, play on words, I mean, like, I love that whole play on words, and I, I love that. For the record, it's Sunday. So, alright, you know, and Sunday is always that day, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll ask you why you pick Sunday, but I always believe Sunday, something special about Sunday and music, like, Sunday's that day where you're just at home, relaxing, almost no one really tends to work on Sunday sometimes, you know, even growing up, and there's that day, usually maybe you'll do, like, a little bit of cleaning around the house, and then you always put that record, that song, or, or just relaxing, a little bit of light, and there's that Sunday song, that Sunday music that just feels good, so I love that you're doing it Sunday, so why did you pick Sunday? 
because I realized that not a lot of things happen during Sundays. Mm. I mean, like, because everybody is pretty much dead. They're either sleeping, eating, <laughs> yeah. or, like, you know, and, and mostly, like, most of the old stores are closed. But, and it's, and you know, it's that day right before it's Monday. So, you know, you just wish something fun or something cool or, like, something to look forward to on a Sunday. And I feel like Sunday is the perfect day just to have that little, like, cute little thing to do. And music is big. Um, music is a big thing nowadays, especially on Sunday, because mostly every Sunday dinner that I have at my house, it's like, cause of course, of course we're Italian mm. and we do Sunday dinners. My dad plays a ton of, um, opera, a ton of, um, old fifties doo-wop music to, uh, iconic Italian songs, you know, like that are based on, you know, the Italian heritage, um, so it, it's just like, it's pretty much a music, a musical day. It's filled with music and happiness and appreciation. I should say like, it's an appreciation of what you have and how good it, and how good of a life you have, you know, like no matter, no matter if it's somebody, it's no matter if it's family, no matter if it's a husband or wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend or friends. And, you know, you just have like the love and I guess, I guess, I guess pretty much is that. I mean, I'm going off on that, but I like that day, Sunday. Sunday's a good day. It day is. Day. It is a great day. Even but. though I, when I was little, I used to hate Sundays because <laughs> I realized I'd have to go into school the next day, but I still have it, that feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, tell us so, about your segment then. Yeah. So, look out. Um, oh, yeah. So, it's called For the Record, It's Sunday. I love that little pun. I thought, I, I thought of it last minute, too. I was like, well. I wanted to put the word record in there or some type of like or vinyl or so I just put like, okay, it's Sunday, like, you know, for the record, it's Sunday. I was like, oh, there you go. But it's basically like Sanchez just pretty much doing all the 80s music that is really not heard, but should be appreciated and, and heard where I'm going to do all the records. Well, I have all like soundtrack records from movies and um, it's pretty much the 80s music that you iconically hear. Like, it's like, oh, I know that song from that movie. Or, oh, I heard that on the radio not too long ago on XM 80s on 8. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much going to be that type of music. And maybe I'll give a little spiel on, like, you know, why I picked that song. Or maybe it's because of the day I'm having. Maybe it's because I saw that movie that day. Yeah, you got it. You got you to gotta write a little explanation on on your post as to why you decided to do to pick that song yeah of course i mean like i just found out that one of my album records came in which i'm so excited um, i actually complained to this to sans the other day but he said they said you should have talked about it on the podcast so this is actually worthy enough to talk about on the podcast <laughs> um it's a movie that not a lot of people may have seen but i mean it's called streets of fire and it's probably one of my favorite 80s movies and it has a lot of music involved and has a great storyline. It has romance, action in it, rock and roll. Woo! And it's, and it's a really, 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 has a great soundtrack. And I had to get it on record. And it finally came in. But I actually had, I actually thought I bought it weeks ago. But it was only one of the songs. Like, it was a 45. If you know what a 45 is, it's the smallest record that you could buy, I think. Right? I think yeah. Yeah, the smallest record you could buy is a 45. And it only had one song on it. And I was like, wait, 
and I'm looking at, wait, this is the whole album. It doesn't look much. And I'm like, it's only the one song. And I bought it from Amazon. I got so mad. I flipped out. I called him up and I said, oh my God, this is bad. I ordered a record and it, it doesn't have all the songs on it. And he was like, you know, this could have been very useful and fun to put on the podcast. And yeah, I said, the story was, when she first told me about it, it was great. And then I was just like, really, Renata? Like, why are you telling me this now? It, our, our, we don't talk as much when it comes to 80s related stuff because I wa- I'd rather have it be surprised, save it for the show. And when she first told me the story, there was way more to it. And I my response and everything, it was hilarious. And then I was like, wait, why are you telling me now? I was like, damn it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I should have waited, but I felt I, like I had some, I needed someone to go to at the time. And I was like, he would understand. <laughs> and then I called him up. He's like, and then no support whatsoever. It was just like, Renata, this could have been very... Mm-hmm. Very useful for the show. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't even feel bad. I was just like, damn it, you should have saved it for the show. Yeah, he, there was no type of sugar coating or like, you know, bedside manner for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a good way to put it. So that that's my story. So, I mean, even though I chose to do, um, what you call it, Streets of Fire, I think I'm going to choose another song from Streets of Fire because this song really makes you pumped. I mean, I mean, I don't want to give it away in anything sort of way, but this is one of the songs that I love to hear in the beginning of the morning. So it just gets you all hype. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's that. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Well, I think it's time that we end the show. Um, it's been a great episode. We actually talked um, Almost an hour and a half. I mean, hell, we there was a lot of talking going on. I mean, you know, there every now and again, not always. Uh, this was just an exception because we we talked a lot. I, I think I, I interrupted Renata a lot, so it's kind of my fault. But huh. every now and again, um, an episode might, might go longer than an hour. We try to, you know, because not a lot of people have that freedom to talk. So we'll we'll try to maintain the length of our shows so they're not so long because then if at that point when they're really long it's hard for people to always listen and catch up because they make them long so this would just be our extra length episode you know oh you know it's our final episode of the series so why not end it out big and huge with a bang so hey this episode is going to be an hour and a half so it's okay all right so we had a good time we talked about you know 16 candles next month you know fan request and developed of a a series for the month so it's going to be movies from the 80s that have been rebooted or remade today rebooted so yeah so our our uh first selection will be requested like il il tino on instagram will be robocop all right so yeah so we had a great time renata had us called us i mean um had the out last last week, but this time, you know, I'll give the out. So it's been fun, but we, Brian and Renata, we need to get into the DeLorean and head back to the future.
Hey everyone, Sanch here. Make sure to check out the Brothers Bear Podcast Live, a comedy show where two brothers and their best friend talk about everything from movies, cartoons, video games, comics, TV, music, and everything else entertainment. We are live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, only on RantRadioNetwork.com. Hey, sorry for interrupting this great podcast you're listening to, but I'm Cody from Yeah, A Lot of People Like That, a great new movies podcast. Myself, along with my co-host Charlie, sit down and attempt to catch up on some movies that have passed us by. Recent episodes include box office hits such as The Avengers and Silver Linings Playbook, along with some smaller movies such as Cabin in the Woods and I Saw the Devil. Join us as we give a second opinion on movies. We'll also talk in recent movies, movie trailers, movie news, and just pretty much anything else we want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You don't have to search the whole long name of the show. We made it simple. Just search Yelpcast. That's Y-A-L-P-C-A-S-T. Yelpcast. Nice, short, and simple. Give us a listen. You won't regret it.
Now back to your regular scheduled program. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.